Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of the Marketing Matters Podcast. I'm sat here at Glossop Gasworks, as usual, with my fellow podcaster, David Wright. So, hi, David. Hi there. And in the almost sunshine. Almost sunshine, yeah. I mean, we, it seems around here we have a choice of wet or cold at this time of year. And uh, we've actually, it, it's, almost, it's almost feeling spring-like today, so I'm, I'm certainly not complaining. But yeah, today we're, we're sort of moving slightly away from technology. We've talked about sort of bridging technology gaps over the last few episodes. Today, we're moving a little bit away from technology, more onto sort of skills and resources, because we want to talk about content. Because basically, marketing, if you're promoting your business, marketing over the last, I don't know, however, since the dawn of marketing hasn't really changed. It's all about communicating your message uh, about what you do to your marketplace. And to do that, you need a steady flow of content, content that reflects your, your business proposition. And today we want to talk about that and how in today's marketing world, generating that content should be a significant priority. And the idea that, you know, what, what is content? It comes in different, lots of different forms. So we want, to, we want to talk about that as well. So, yeah, it's more about bridging the sort of the skills and resources gap rather than the technology gap. Well, yeah, I think I think it's just it's kind of bringing things together because we've been talking about technologies, about websites and hosting and what have you recently. And what we're talking about there is essentially the tools that allow you to do the communicating. Mm. So there, in, in if you want to carry on the technology the, uh, principle, they are the, the hardware that, yeah. that allow you to contact and engage with people. But we're now talking about the software, which is the actual, the guts of the message and, and the, the stuff you use to actually do your communication, which is, it's an old story, but to have the tools, but no means of using them is, is not much help. And equally to have the software, but no hardware to run it on is, is not, yeah. not, not much help. Yeah. So it's to achieve an effective marketing solution you need both you need you need hardware and you need software yeah. and i think here we're talking about the the messages the software that that are actually at the heart of of effective marketing yeah and and i think we're talking about content but content comes in many different forms it can be i guess it falls into three sort of key categories you've got written content things like blog posts you've got visual content things like images and videos and you've got audio things like this podcast for example or music or whatever and because there's such a diverse thing it's a bit it is a bit like from the technology point of view if you're looking at hosting or websites you need a broad set of skills but you only need those skills when you need them and that may not be that often so you've got to find a way of resourcing those skills when you need them without having to putting on significant costs onto your business and I think it's the same when you're talking about content particularly when you get onto things like video that the skills required to generate a good video are quite specialist and it's about creating that environment where you can focus on your business and the content you need to communicate your business message but then be able to draw on the skills required to actually create that content as and when you need it. Yeah, and I think it's 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 been an issue for me for for quite a number of years that historically good video has been very expensive to produce because it requires a lot of skill and historically quite a lot of kit. I think nowadays we've got two extremes where good video is still 
an expensive product to produce, yeah. but that at the other end of the scale, virtually everybody has a smartphone with an increasingly powerful video camera on it that people can point the camera at something and take pictures but of yeah, things. But, yeah, but one thing I've learned from my uh, dabbling in photography is actually the kit is only about 20% of the kit. In terms of getting a good photo, a good video, the kit is about 20% of the issue. It's about knowing what to do with it and how to use it and yeah, all of but that I, sort of I thing. Think... And I think that's with video, that is still the case. That gives but... someone a give five people a top-end video camera only one of them will probably produce a half decent video yeah but i think there's there's another factor in this and that is sheer volume that mm. around the world we get videos going viral and you get content that everybody gets absorbed into through social media and what have you and there are relatively few videos which are just somebody pointing a camera at mm. something and pressing go but out of the millions and millions and millions of seconds, minutes or hours of video that are uploaded every day. And there is this massive global filtration process that goes on that every now and again, perhaps more by luck than judgment, somebody hits on something that just strikes good. And, and, and I think that's important because the thing that trumps all, whether it be kit or uh, whether it be the skill of producing a video, is the story and the the message you are communicating and the content that is going into it and these the videos go viral it's not about because they're being created by Scorsese or Spielberg or whatever it's because they've got a really good message that really sort of speaks to the the people who are watching it and sort of communicates that and I think that when you're looking at your content that is actually the number one is to find a way of really finding an imaginative and, and engaging way of telling your story. Yeah, but I think that also a, a trend I'm starting to see is that you get videos of people that supposedly in real life, real world situations where patently they're not. They have been staged for the point of the video. And I think you've got to to strike a balance between... Um, Are you suggesting you can't believe everything you see on the on the internet? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm slowly coming to that realisation that I... Maybe I can't, but uh, anyway, such is my life. But I, th I think that when it comes down to good marketing, and this has always been a bugbear of mine, that authenticity is critical, um, yeah. that you've got to be able to, it's, it's one thing to have a marketing message that you, you put out there, but if you want to really succeed, you have that marketing message has to be authentic and you have to be able to back it up so that you have a consistent message going out and just doing something that generates a lot of traffic and a, a lot of interest in the short term isn't going to help yeah. you in the long term. And I think, I mean, you, you touched something there. You, you, you said, use the word consistency. And I think in all of this, I mean, there's one thing that you cannot get away from, and that is that modern marketing just eats content. It, ha it, is, it has a voracious appetite for content. And you need to be able to generate content on a very regular basis. And this is where the, you know, I'm, and I'm talking, I would say a minimum of, absolute minimum of once a month, but probably, you know, the idea of generating new content on a, a weekly or even in some markets, a daily basis is not unheard of. So you have to have this process that will generate that content consistently and regularly and that's why even at typically maybe a video you might be able to to get someone to put you together a video for a few hundred pounds but you need to be able to think it's not just about doing it once it's about doing it 
month in, month out. Or if you're not doing it, videos month in, month out, you've got to mix it with other stuff that allows you to create content that you maybe do a video once every three or four months. But between that, you've got other maybe less resource hungry. You mean cheaper? Uh, yeah, but yeah, cheaper. I get, but it's not. Just, it's not always about cheaper. Suggests it's about money, and it's not always about that because it's about in in some way. We've we've talked before about the fact that in business you've got resources, and it's either time or money. Yeah, and and I think sometimes with content, yes, you can do it yourself, and certainly writing a blog post, most people uh, in this country could knock out a blog post that would be be acceptable. Probably fewer people. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Well, maybe, I, I, maybe I think because right. I, I, I think there's, 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 there's two sides to it. I mean, we've talked, we've touched a number of times on the relative cost of producing videos, mm. and that's simply because of the production costs. And that almost dismisses the what I think is the often the biggest challenge and that is the creative cost Mm. of actually coming up with the idea and developing an idea as a as a basis for producing your content and I think that's actually the hardest bit to be presented with a blank piece of paper and told to come up with something that's going to make a good marketing message I think once you've got your concept the idea of committing that concept to either a written word or a video or audio or whatever is relatively easier Mm. if you've got the technology capability and again this is where you get this crossover between the uh, what I was describing earlier is between software and hardware that um, once you've got the software getting the hardware to run it on is is not so difficult it's it's coming up with the ideas that's that i believe is the single hardest thing yeah and it it is and we know that from doing these podcasts and i think it is about having the ideas and then thinking about how you can deliver those because the fact is that the fact that you're giving the same message in a video and a podcast and some written word and maybe some images backing it up is the fact that you're repeating it in different ways i think is i would i was going to say it doesn't it's not a bad thing. I would say it's actually a good thing because I would you say know, it's essential. It's essential because marketing is about repetition. And I think once you've got an idea, the idea of milking that the nicest possible way in various or repurposing it in different formats is absolutely the way to go. So if you produce a video, then can you take the, the dialogue from that or the, the soundtrack from that and turn it into a podcast? Can you transcribe or think about what's being said and put it, turn it into a written post? And these and take maybe screenshots of them and use them as images. So the idea of taking the piece of the, if you've got a good idea that communicates your message, you need to find ways in which you can get that out to the marketplace in as many different formats as possible, because different people will engage with that content in different ways. Yeah, and and then we're finding we've been producing. I was having a look. We I wrote my first blog post back in two thousand and eight. Mm. So what's that? Thirteen years ago. And actually, we're still in fundamentally the same business as we were in then. There's been a lot of changes, obviously, but our core messages haven't changed. And so we are talking about the same things, Mm. but you do talk about them in different ways. And so using... And in different contexts. uh, Different different contexts, over different platforms, different media. But, I mean, you said when we, we started this conversation about how marketing, you go back to messages daubed on the walls of Pompeii in... Mm. 2000 years ago whatever it was marketing is is and has always been about and now they're daubing them on the, the sides of manchester i was reading apparently the manchester street art and graffiti scene is is really quite a good place to go if you want to go and look at some some public art and i think you know as you say it's a, the, the way of, of getting that message out through media whether it be visual it hasn't changed in in millennia 
Yeah, and 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 it's still it's still about trying to promote benefit mm. that if if you talk to me then this is how you're going to gain from talking yeah. to me and yeah. and i think that and that's one of the fascinations to me that on the one hand things are moving so quickly and things are changing so quickly i mean something i noticed i said i i did my first blog post in 2008 but the first post of ours i could find that actually used the phrase marketing content wasn't in its title wasn't until five years later mm, yeah and okay well we've talked a lot about i mean all of the, all the where we've talked about at the moment has been about generating your own content and i think just to sort of start to draw things to a close we, we've had a question from from somebody who was asking about what about using other people's content as part of your sort of uh, a marketing mix and i think it is a good one because for me the first the first thing i would say is absolutely you don't have to generate all of your content yourself i think it, your own produced content is important and should maybe be the majority of what you do but the idea of pulling stuff in and using other people's content as well as long as it's relevant is absolutely should be part of your mix but I think there are a few sort of caveats to that so what are your thoughts on it David? I I think just copying and pasting is lazy to be honest mm. and and it's not putting your take on it your spin on it I thought I think what whatever you do it's if it's relevant to your your business and relevant to what you're offering to people then you can use other people's content as a way of demonstrating your yeah. own take and so I think the idea of making comment having comment hopefully constructive mm. and positive is a way of again I guess springboarding off some so it's rather than just using somebody else's content you use it as a trigger to yeah. springboard your own content yeah. and and so I, I think that yes you you've got it, creativity is still an yeah, important part abso of absolutely it. and and i think you're absolutely right there it's not about plagiarizing it and pretending it's yours it's about using that content and sort of commenting on it or, or just de using it as demonstrating in and putting your spin on it and i would say probably if you are going to use other to other people's content you you should follow two key rules. First of all is don't try and pass it off as your own. If you haven't written it, then don't pretend you have. And by all means, you know, credit the people on the other end of it. And, and nine times out of 10, if you do that, they'll be more than happy because ultimately one of the things about a content strategy is about getting it shared. So if people are sharing that content, they will be happy. So don't be afraid to use other people's content, but don't pass it off as your own and definitely reference and, and put links to where it came from. And also, as, as David said, about make it relevant to you by commenting on it and almost saying why you're using it why you found it interesting how it relates to what you're doing and the idea of a blog post being a couple of paragraphs about uh, another post that you've seen and why you found it interesting and why why it's relevant to you i think is a perfectly valid approach and, and maybe it's also an opportunity to act actively engage with the person yeah. who who yeah. wrote the original piece because Clearly, there there may well be some synergy between what the two of you are doing, and so uh, maybe there is some partnership or whatever opportunity there. Yeah, and and I think we'll just finish by uh, mentioning the role of sort of stock libraries. It used to be stock image libraries where you could get yes, you pay for them. You may pay three, four, five pounds for an image, but once you've got it, you can. There's no royalties on it, so you, they're copyright free. Effectively, you're you're allowed to use it however you like. I think they're a very good source. Now it rolls onto as well as images you. Can can get video you can get audio and i think using those is a very good professional safe way of using other people's content in your own strategy without the dangers of getting into uh, sort of copyright infringement yeah, i, I would like just that. 
qualify that you said about use it however you like i think there are for most people that's it's not an issue but there are some restrictions if you wanted to put it on a t-shirt and then sell that t-shirt or uh, wanted to put it into sometimes putting it into print can be can have additional costs over putting it on a website or in a blog post or what have you but But usually if you just wanted to use it as an image in a blog post or something like that no that's no issue and and i think all of these libraries we'll we'll put a we'll make sure there's a, a link to some of them on our on our blog but i mean the one we tend to use a lot is shutterstock uh, and if you go into any of them that there are sort of acceptable use policies and just have a read of those but as, as david said nine times out of ten in the sort of things we're talking about that won't be an issue and they are a really good tool for finding good quality professional images where there are no copyright issues yeah. So, well, like, like most things, it's, it's common sense. It is absolutely. So I think well, I think we've probably done content there. So uh, we'll leave it there, and I think we'll just finish. But as we usually do, by saying if you want to find out more about this or what we're doing, you'll find us on social media, particularly Twitter and LinkedIn at BSA Marketing. You'll find this podcast and other podcasts at. Uh, podcast.bsamarketing and you'll find all our our written content on our website along with links to the podcast which is www.bsamarketing.com so we will sign off this bit of content there uh, and until until next time we'll say goodbye and happy marketing well just before we go I just want to add I know we sometimes do hints and tips and sometimes don't but i think when it comes to content there's i think the i I would like to mention the two p's of content we have lots of p's in marketing (laughs) so um, and my two p's of content are planning and process because writing as i said writing content from scratch is hard work and the key to keeping it sustained is have a plan so you've got an idea about what you're going to do over probably at least six or twelve months and secondly, having a process for actually creating content. Yeah. Don't think you're going to magically invent it every time. So Absolutely not. on yeah. that note of planning and process, indeed, as you say, happy marketing. And until next time, enjoy. And next time we'll be talking about what you do with that content and how to actually get it out there in the world and get people to see it. Mm-hmm.